All right, let's do it. Hey. Hey. That was dramatic. That was not dramatic. That, that was, was a... A big breath, a big yoga breath out. I was ultra magnetic. Turn my pitch up. What? We're jumping off with references I don't understand. There you go. Well, hey. Hey. <laughs> we just saw a movie. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's accurate. And I am Michelle. I'm Josh. And this is our podcast. Yes. We're going to talk about a movie and a bunch of other random stuff. But what is the name of our our podcast? Just in case people don't know and they think that we just said a sentence. Oh, in, in case you're unaware, our podcast is called, Hey, We Just Saw a Movie. Very clever. It took us eight months. Yeah. We workshopped it. We paid, we, we paid about $10,000 to an uh, advertising firm. Yeah. And we gave them the creative brief. We, uh, you know, we did the whole, you know, focus testing and the double glass, the double glass or reverse glass. The window that yeah. you can see through, but the it shoplifting looks like window. A yeah, the the police uh, station the mirror. Interrogation room. Yeah, mirror. we did that. We even interrogated people. Yeah. We're like, don't kill me, man! Don't kill me! And we decided. Hey, we just saw a movie. How about that? <laughs> oh, jeez, Rick. Okay, Marty. So. We decided to go with, hey, exclamation mark. We just saw a movie. No, no period. punctuation. That's right. <laughs> We're menopause up in here. That's where we landed. Yes. So, what have you been up to? I have been up to stuff. Oh, you have been up to stuff. I have been up to stuff. You were saying, we shouldn't talk about what we've been up I to because know. I haven't been doing anything. My life <laughs> is the life of a dandelion i don't know well that is for a few reasons so are you gonna tell us yeah i had a birthday i've heard of those yeah so i turned 40 (gasps) gasp not afraid of it she doesn't look a day over 55 right and um also i went and drove a car which you know this i drove the car for the first time in almost six months you drove a car? I said I drove the car. You said you drove a car. Well, both. It's an, it is an a car. <laughs> a car? <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a Yugoslavian <laughs> company. A car. Yeah. So I haven't been able to drive. In case you've never listened to any of our podcasts, I broke my arm six months ago. And I'm black. And <laughs> I... <laughs> I have not been able to drive in six months about, so... And I've been forced to drive for about six months about. Yeah, Josh has driven us everywhere, which isn't really all that many places considering. Yeah, but when they are, they are. All, but, um, but I've driven you places where I was like, eh, I don't really want Yes, he has had to get up very early to take me to my physical therapy appointments. Early, early. So. Also the grocery store. And the grocery store. Um, But today I drove myself to my physical therapy appointment. You did. I, I woke up. I still was woken up. Well, I said goodbye. I know. I had to you could leave not a no- just you could, disappear. You could leave a note like we're um, on Bumble or whatever. <laughs> like this is a movie? Yeah. But it posted on my pillow? Yeah. You would leave never your, even find that. Leave your sweatshirt so you have an excuse to come back. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next time. 
Okay. Next week. I'll just leave a note. No, I won't. You know I won't. I will always come in and just text me. And say where I'm going. I will always wake you. Also, if you've never listened, we're married. That's why he would be around. Or to so tell. the state of Texas would say. Because <laughs> that's where they forced us to be married. They forced us as you drink out of your Texas mug. Oh, yeah. Do I have anything else Texas on? No. Okay. No. <laughs> You're looking around. Do I? I don't even have. Any, no. I don't even think I have any more atoms that are that were like created in Texas. Well, oh, because they or not atoms. No, atoms can't be created. No, our cells. Yeah, our cells. I don't have any Texan cells. Aren't we a whole new body every seven years or something? Yeah, so I got that's the, not quite right because it's not like I got they that all, new bod flow. They don't all go at once, right? It's not like. That would be a snake. Really, yeah, that would right. be very painful. Right. So there's might be a Texas cell in there somewhere. That would be like Crohn's, but your whole body. No, I guess not though, because we've been gone for more we've than We've gone seven for almost years. a decade, so yeah. I'm pretty sure all of our cells have replaced themselves. So the replicants. We used to live in Texas. That's also another thing you're learning about us. This we makes me think of the movie The One. Live in Los Angeles. The with, one with Jet Li, where there could only be one from multiple universes. Oh, the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Is that what that was the that was the lead song? Also a Dallas band. Forgot their name, but lead singer sadly passed away right after that. But you forgot the name of the band. Mm-hmm. Is it bowling or turtles or no? That's not bo- not bowling pursuit. <laughs> not the guy. Not the guitarist who kept following us everywhere we went for a year. I'm like, what is he doing here? Why are you on this plane? Why are you in this movie theater? Wait, randomly, you're in my guys, bathroom. Randomly for a few years, we would just randomly see the bowling for soup guy. Like not the bowling for soup guy, the guitarist, the guitar. not the lead singer, not the Chuck E. Cheese voiced rock in, guy. Where do we see him? Vegas. We saw him getting on the. We saw him in the airport in Vegas in 2003. Then we saw him in, on our plane to Vegas, <laughs> 2003. Then we saw him in Vegas. Well, then that, we saw him at. We saw him at. What was that movie theater? We saw him at Rave Motion Pictures. Oh. In like 2003 or four. And I mean, I, I guess. It, then we saw him at the. I think we saw him at like Kroger or something. At a grocery store or something. Yeah. Anyway, it was kind of random. It was like a year or two of yeah. seeing him constantly. And I'm sure he was like, why is that couple following me? I mean, I doubt he noticed us. And we were like, FBI. Right. And yeah. I, th- I think I think, I think, think a mixed couple, seeing a mixed couple once, you'd be like, oh. And then twice, you're like, wait a minute. They look familiar. And the third time, you're like, what's going on here? I know these faces. I mean, maybe he thought that in Vegas. We we kind of stand out a little bit. We are a little bit memorable. I've 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 got a lazy eye, and you you've you've got no hair. You've got well, not then. You oh, got not then, you got no. spunk, kid. <laughs> I'm just a generic white girl. <laughs> that sounds like a song. <laughs> I'm just a white, white girl, girl in the world. <laughs> All right. So anyway, yeah. What have you been up to? Uh, whatever I've been up to. Oh, pulling pulling songs together for my next release in the, in April, and for Bandcamp Friday. Yeah, trying to get the podcast out on time. Yes. Yeah, that's fun. 
Um, and uh, learning more Max. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what else I've been up to. Eating a lot of pistachios. Yes, you have been eating a lot of pistachios. Trying to figure out how to lose weight while not doing anything. <laughs> and 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 it's my birthday, and we eat a whole cake. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. I don't think. It was a little cake. It, yeah. I mean, it was a little cake. It was a little it was cake tall. with a, a dense, yeah. It was a little cake the size of a sheet cake. Yeah, it was guys, stacked up. If you know, it's the birthday cake from Milk Bar. If you know what that is, you know what this cake is, and it's yummy. And it, but it's it was little. It's like little round, but um, very tall, like seven if you think layers about, or something. If you think about how the world, how much um, space the World Trade Center took up, that's what it's kind of like. It's like wow, it's not that big. But it's very tall. <laughs> okay. So if you were to lay it end to end, right, it would be the length of. Yeah. Well, did, between, did we talk about that on this on this podcast? Well, it's like it's the length of fourteen thousand elephants. Right. It'll span from here to the moon and back. Like whoa! Oh. History Channel's so cool. It's the nineties. They'll never turn into a bunch of reality shows. I digress. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's what we've been up to. You sure? Mm-hmm. All right. What have we been watching tonight at ten? <laughs> I don't know. What have we been watching? What we've been watching? We I have been watching stuff. So we watched um, that movie documentary thing that Soleil Moon Fry put together called Kid Ninety. And I think you wanted to talk about it a little bit. I did. I actually want to do a mini-sode on it, but we never did it. You can do it right now, in two minutes. So, was it? Not mid-90s. A bunch um, of people die. Yeah, that, that's definitely... Oh, spoiler! <laughs> yeah, way to go. Um, way to just ruin the whole thing. Um, well, yeah, it's 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 a great documentary. For, uh, for some reason, Soleil Moon Fry um, had a camera everywhere she went. And it was pre-2011, so nobody's publicist nor family members or anybody were feeling weird about it. It was a novelty, cool thing to record you and your friends hanging out, tripping on um, acid, driving down the one, <laughs> and um, filming I mean, all these people, even though they're all big-name stars. Yeah, and you she, probably shouldn't have been recording that. She was friends with everyone. Yeah. Everyone that was famous in the 90s, she was friends with. Quincy Jones was all up in that piece. <laughs> okay. Any teenager that was famous in the 90s, she was friends with. She had crushes on Mark Wahlberg, Mark Paul Gossler, mm-hmm. Brian. Austin Green. Austin Green. I don't know if she had a crush on Brian. They were besties, though. I don't know. The vibe he was giving off made it seem like oh, okay. they were supposed to, they were at least supposed to have something. It was funny, though, when... I think it was Mark Paul Gossler was watching video of her talk about how big of a crush she had on him. Yeah. And he's watching it now. And his face was so funny because you could see, I feel like you could see him rewinding back to that time. Right, like going through and then seeing them say I do and them having kids. So, so. I don't know if you went through all that, but just the whole like, oh, we could have dated. That would have been cool. Hmm. You know, like, oh, well, or like, oh, she had a crush on me. I felt like such a stupid person and this girl liked me or whatever let this be a lesson to you ladies open your mouths if you like somebody <laughs> say so that's a lesson for everybody well guys are forced to to make that push Not always guys are forced to make that push 
it's kind of like there's plenty of men that I'm sure have not opened their mouths. Yes, but I'm saying like it's more acceptable. It's everything's changing, but I'm saying it's still <laughs> more acceptable for the man to go out on a limb and go, "Hey, will you go out with me?" And the girl just kind of giggles and says no, as opposed to the girl doing it. Mm. That's just not a thing. We've known people that have been very much like, "Let him make the first move, and you could be single forever." Mm, yeah, so that's true. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not saying guys don't experience that, but it's way less than women. Okay. Well, what did you think of it? I thought it was great. I didn't know all the stuff that we just told you. So spoiler alerts. And um, yeah, I think you should watch it. It's it's definitely a it's a it just yeah it was weird because it tied into so many things that I saw in entertainment and was just kind of like. I would, you know, I would feel lucky enough to stumble into what she stumbled into. She stumbled into three scenes, two or three scenes that were huge in the 90s. So, you know, just to be a part of that in any sort of way would have been kind of cool. But it's also if you're trying to do art and you're doing like bleeding edge art, there's a lot of consequences to that. So that's kind Mm -hmm. of the other side. It's like, yeah. And this also isn't exactly this isn't like a documentary about the 90s this Back is in the 90s i was on a very famous keep going not not the song uh this was not a documentary about the 90s this was a documentary about how she processed the 90s like how she saw it and how right. she experienced it cuz we're literally watching video that she recorded and that's or, the way I saw it. Yeah, it was recorded of her. So um, this is through literally her lens. Um, and what through she the moon fry. Through. But because she knew so many people, it feels like it's, there's a lot of, it covers a lot of the 90s scene, I guess. One thing I will say is I don't, I, my, sorry, the other way. I feel, <laughs> I don't feel sorry for, I feel for every child actor, but especially yeah. women child actors. Yeah. Because every single one has either had a I'm an adult woman phase or is stuck in an I'm an adult woman phase where it's just like, hey, you want to be in Poison Ivy 14 and be <laughs> topless most of the time? Right. It's like, I guess so. I don't, I don't, no one's offering I mean, me any yeah, other roles. It, yeah. The fact that when she was talking about like some of her roles and how old she was when, she, when they were given to her just because of what her body looked like didn't change the fact that she was still a child. That's right. <laughs> That's so, another key thing. Women wear uh, hoodies and um, sweatshirts. Then they can't judge you. But they can. Cause hide they judged... your body and who you are. No, well, that's allegedly what Billie <laughs> Eilish was doing. She didn't want it to be about herself. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, and then, but then everybody's like, why is she always wearing sweatshirts? Right. And what's wrong with her? Is she frumpy? And then when she wore like regular clothes, we were like, why is your body like that? She was like, I, this is just me. Right. So. so so really what Josh is saying, women, you can't win. That's right. Women can't win at anything. <laughs> Happy Nothing. Women's History Month. Mon- yeah. International <laughs> Women's History. No, women around the world. It's Women's History Month. It was International Women's Day. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I've been, okay. I've been tagging wrong on that's IG. That's okay. You it, know what? I think people call it both. It doesn't matter because nobody follows me. Okay. I and mean, by nobody, I mean 700 people. Yeah. I was like, but you the, have a lot but, of followers. But the likes low only if you post about me if i post about you hundreds (laughs) hundreds of likes 
I'm like, hey guys, what's up? I got a new I got a new project coming out. All the proceeds are going to helping um, climate change and um, revitalizing, uh, bringing a prince back from the dead. And it's like crickets. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, Michelle <laughs> drove her car a thousand likes. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's as this helicopter, this military helicopter is going above. Let's get into the movie. What movie did we watch? Sound of Metal. Not sound of music. No. The hills are deafening Ooh. with the sound, sound of, helicopters, of helicopters, but also metal. I wonder if, if they can hear that. On I don't the, know. Uh, sometimes. Wait, hold on. Oh, it might not be happening. It yeah, does look like it's kind of cut out. it picks up, sometimes it doesn't. I feel like we sometimes often reference. Sometimes it picks up a nut, sometimes <laughs> it don't. I feel like we have to reference things that people can't really hear. That's eh, fine. They at least know that at least we believe that there were helicopters. There's no proof. Right. That they were, but they're like, at least they believe that helicopters exist. And helicopters do exist. Yes. And currently they still (laughs) exist over us. So who's to say there wasn't one? Okay. Shall I get to the IMDb? Before we start the IMDb, I I want to to do a, not a warning, what's it called? I don't know. A a blanket statement? Do you have a trigger warning? I don't have a trigger warning. I just want to say this is a very sensitive topic. And I don't know much about the deaf community because I don't have, and I am not deaf or anyone around me has been, I've only been uh, around one person who has um, here. I, I don't know her state of hearing loss and I had a grandmother that's blind and that was it. So if we say anything that's like off or whatever, we don't mean any disrespect or whatever. We have no negative thoughts about deafness. We're just people who haven't experienced that. Because I'm going to say things probably like, oh, crap, I wouldn't want that to happen. And I don't want people being like, he hates deaf people. So that's my blanket statement. Okay. I just want to throw that out there. Okay. You know. All right. So here we go. Sound of Metal. A heavy metal drummer's life is thrown into free fall when he begins to lose his hearing. Wow. That's there we go. very short. There we go. That's the movie. It's over. Done. Yeah, that's right. He just he just like in um Get Out, he just falls free falling. Yeah. While he hears weird <laughs> stirring tea sounds very faintly. Right. Yeah. So uh, it, it's fine. It's sure, okay. that works. I, I won't. That's yeah. a that's a title or works. a description. Yeah. It's more of like a tagline. Feels like a little bit like it, it's not like a plot line. Sometimes they write more, and sometimes they write less. This felt sufficient. I'm fine with it. Go for it. <laughs> okay. All right. What's your what's all your info? <laughs> all right. We're going to dive in. Your thousands okay. of facts. No, some stuff I think we'll just talk about as we go. So I'll only give a few facts now. Car facts. Because some of it was also confusing. I read too many articles and then the stories kind of all got You, you just a went lost. into a weird thing about drums. You ended up on yeah. Wikipedia about the history of drums. No, but I did watch a YouTube video about what cochlear implants really sound like. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to get into that. It was not informative. Oh. It was SciShow, and it was disappointing because, for one, she called them cochlear implants. I don't know if that's... Joe Joe Cocker implants. I don't know if that's actually how it's supposed to be said, but everybody in the comments said no. It's like when Tone got mad at us for saying sommelier. Right. He was like, no, it's (laughs) sommelier. Right. Uh, And then... Also in the comments, everyone said, okay, cool. Thanks for calling this video 
what cochlear implants sound like and then not telling us at all. Right. They so, sound very interesting. Right. Have a good time. This is they said that cochlear implants sound like a doll that is losing its batteries. Like a talking doll that is which I eh. <laughs> So anyway, luckily in the comments people who have cochlear implants Phil Bussain, and let They're us like, know. No, it's more like a dog <laughs> that's losing its batteries. Right. So anyway, we get all that later. Um, okay. I only wrote down a couple of things. Did you know? Okay. This movie has been in, well, they've been talking about making this movie, trying to make this movie for 13 years. Seems like every so, movie has been trying to be right? made for 13 years. Yeah. It's another one of those stories. What do people do in between, in between these times where you're trying to do this movie? They make other movies. Yeah, they, it's interesting. Know, but yeah. how do you stack movies to where each one's taking thirteen years to make? Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't know if it's like a real like it took thirteen years, or we just came up with the idea thirteen years ago and then didn't do anything right. with it for a long time. We light pitched it the six years right. in. Right. So, um, so anyhow, uh, it took thirteen years. There was the, um. It was whatever. I can't talk about that. It was confusing. I couldn't figure out if the Cole Rider was the one who lost his hearing, was a drummer, and lost or had tinnitus and quit drumming, and mm-hmm. this is kind of where the idea came from. Mm-hmm. Or if it was the drummer in the documentary that guy was making. He was making a documentary about a heavy metal band, which kind of the director was like obsessed with that project, uh-huh. and then. I don't think he ever finished that documentary, but it was like, hey, man, I know you love this project. We could do this, blah, blah. And then somehow the idea was born. I don't know. But um, anyway, there was a drummer with tinnitus and quit drumming because of it. <laughs> there was a drummer somewhere in the world that had tinnitus right. and quit drumming. And that's sort of what sparked And then it says, movie. based on a true story. Which yeah, is no, interesting thanks. because as soon as the movie was over, I wrote down, I need to know why this movie was made. Like, uh-huh. I felt the way this movie was is I thought there was going to be like some way deeper reason for this movie. They're like, nah, just money. And it wasn't. It was just an idea that somebody came up with. So um, there's probably deeper stuff to it. I just didn't get into all it's that. It's deeper than rap. Okay. Um, the Okay, so originally the cast was Dakota Johnson as the girlfriend. Huh. Yeah. I don't... Maybe, but I think this girl, Olivia, did such a good job that I can't imagine it being... Dakota Johnson. I see her fronting like a pop punk band, but not, not like a, a metal. metal. Yeah. 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 Like she was good in Peanut Butter Wolf. No, Peanut Butter. Peanut Falcon. Butter Wolf. <laughs> Dang. You just, you just, you just threw out uh, a, a, something that you didn't know that was like, I know, but I would have wolf. said, I know, but I'm just saying, like, I would have said it, <laughs> but you just like Peter Butter Wolf. See? Oh, wow. This music is like, in. I would have stones through it out. Yeah. I see. I, I do absorb what you say and yeah. who's around us and like what is listening to. But yeah. anyway, not Peter Butter Wolf, Peter Butter Falcon. Yes. <laughs> she was good in that. Who's not an artist. It's a movie. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen that movie. See that movie. With it's the now really good. Um, hated, um, what's his name? Yeah, people don't like him so much, but um, it's a really good movie. I don't know. What's his name? Shia LaBeouf. Shia. Um, okay, well, anyway, it was Dakota Johnson and somebody I've never heard of. Matthias. McConaughey. Schoenigertz. Schoenigertz. Regertz. Danish actor. He's doing stuff, oh, but okay. I don't know him. Um, yeah, that would have been hard to sell in the United okay. States. Well, I don't know. He could have been. I think he's been in stuff. 
that people watch. I just don't know this. I haven't heard of him. Anyway, I can't imagine this movie being with anybody other than... Any other way. Olivia and Ray's. So, those were the original cast. I don't know what happened to them. There was no story of, like, where they went. But I would imagine if they were chosen, like, years and years and years ago, but this movie didn't actually get made until, like, 2019. There might have just been scheduling conflicts or the director did say that he had a meeting with Riz and knew like he needed somebody who was going to match his commitment to this movie and like give his everything and all to this movie uh-huh. and he was like Riz is going to do it so I guess they had a meeting and he gave off a vibe that was like I'm your guy so he chose Riz and then he did um two hours of he spent six or eight months training for this movie okay Two hours a day of sign language, ASL. Two hours a day of drumming. Oof. Two hours a day of um, physical training. This is like a Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, pre- he looks pretty yoked. Yeah. There. I mean, I don't know where he started from. Like, yeah. I don't, yeah. But... Well, I have I have seen him topless oh. Um, in the night before, the night of. The night of. Yeah. I think he, yeah. That's a, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Okay. But he, I don't think he was that yoked. Yeah. He didn't have that many tattoos. No, oh, yeah. This is a lot of interesting tattoos. It was fun discovering them that throughout the sc- movie. That should be a screen rant. Should do a video on all of his tattoos. All the tattoos, the underwear on the arm and the... So what else we got there? Oh. Um, okay, so um, the guy who played Joe. Which uh, one's Joe? Oh, the the guy who looked like Bob Harpole. Did he? A little bit. Not a lot. Just Nobody a little bit. Nobody knows that. He just reminded me. He, yeah, look him up. The guy who ran the, the place he went to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he is, his name is Paul Racy, 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 Razzies. R-A-C-I um, is his last name. So anyway, he is an actor. He's been acting for quite a while. Just <laughs> he's an actor. I guess he could have just parts. been a sign language guy. Well, he's just been like bit parts here and there. Uh-huh. Um, but Probably for a long on time. And he um, has deaf parents. He is hearing. Um but he is a... Um, he you is, sure it's not Moshe? No. He has been um, a interpreter, a sign language interpreter for the Los Angeles County court system hmm. for like 25 years. So he does that and acts? I guess because yes. so, you were saying he was doing smaller parts. So I guess that was and his like, he's in main a, pole. And he's in an ASL Black Sabbath cover band. Hmm. Uh, I need to watch that YouTube video. <laughs> so I need to watch it. Um, yeah, it sounds interesting, but um, that's what I know about him, and he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Nice. Yeah, so this movie... Put in the work. Yeah. Uh, this movie... Wait, install later. Stupid oh, Max. Me tomorrow. Okay. This movie has six Academy Award nominations. Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, Best Original Screenplay, Best Film Editing, and Best Sound. For once, I can tell that a movie should win yeah, best, for best sound. sound. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, the um, the the sound guy. Um, they put so the, you know the scene where he, uh, at the beginning where he just gets the tinnitus, kind of like the ringing and then the muffle yeah. sound at the beginning. Um, they put an earpiece in his ear. 
and sent like that high pierce that high sound frequency to him so he's like actually reacting at a low level right i guess i would hope so they're not actually they're gonna like try and make him lose negative negative 58 decibels uh yeah so anyway, they put a custom earpiece in so he's actually like reacting to what he's supposed to be going through which i thought was interesting but the sound guy the sound person seems very involved because they've done other movies and they spent like two weeks recording underwater and then like did sound on gravity and like wore a spacesuit so they could get the idea of what it sounds like to be in a spacesuit. So they sound very, very involved and they like, spent a lot of time making the sounds just right for this movie. Yeah. Interesting. That is all I have for now. That is all? Yeah. Cool. Well, let's, let's get into the movie. I guess overall, what did you, did you like it? I love this movie. You love it? I See, love this aren't movie. you mad that you put it off for two months? I Did I? Yeah, because uh, I, I wanted to watch it when it came out, and you're like, ah, I'm not really. Like... I think I put it off one week, and then it just kept getting pushed because we watched other things. Eh, you're, but you're, you're, your commitment level to it seemed very low. I was in, man. It just didn't happen. It mm. happens when it needs to happen, okay? Okay. We'll go with that. And it happened now. I guess. <laughs> What did you think? Um, yeah, I, I liked it. I think only problem is once again, um, it's one of the fears I have in my life. Water. I don't have like a fear of water. I have a respectful fear of water. Um, deafness, vision issues, um, and uh, losing limbs. I was wondering as a drummer how this was hitting you. Um, I... Um, Kind of alluding to what I said earlier, I'm speaking only from my point of view, but I feel personally blessed that I haven't lost as far in as being 39, my hearing, my, my hearing somehow has gotten better Yeah, you in being able to like, pick out sounds. I don't know like what my frequency range is, mm -hmm. but kind of like earlier you were listening to something without headphones and I was listening to something with headphones and that's one of my biggest pet peeves. But over the past 10 years, because my hearing has become more, um, um, is it acute? Like discerning? Whatever. I can't really deal with two sounds at once because my brain is analyzing it. And mm -hmm. I can't analyze two things at once. Um, and then sound qualities. So losing my hearing would be very detrimental because making music... Um, for the most part, is about hearing it. You can obviously feel vibrations and things like that. But um, and I guess if I was a really amazing keyboard player or something, I could just kind of <laughs> know like what I'm playing. Mm -hmm. But I'm not any of that. So as a drummer, yeah, it's it was definitely a a, a fear of mine. But I think um, when you're young, you don't really think about that, and you don't want to. I don't know about nowadays, but you don't want to look soft. It's kind of like what, like wearing a helmet. That was uh, it's still kind of not cool, but it was not cool at all. So wearing earplugs and stuff like that is like, no, I want to experience it. Hmm. But as so you get can, older, so you could relate maybe with his like, and I and that's gonna be a lot of panic too. But like his, he was like, no, we can keep going. I can be the click track. You can play to me, you know, because it was all like muscle memory and it was you know kind of his life or whatever but he wanted yeah. to keep pushing well yeah you you could probably do that it would be just very hard to do once you tried to do new material 
or I guess you could write, you could write to the drummer, but still, it it would be very, it would be very hard. And I don't know personally if I would do that mm. per se, but I have other things I could do. I wouldn't want to do them, you know, per se, if I was touring and whatnot. But you know, he didn't really have any other options, so stopping, you know, it's kind of like saying. It's kind of like what's happened the last year where somebody goes, hey, we need to stop everything we're doing. And you're like, no, 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 no. Let's keep going. Like, we got to figure right. out a way. And it's like, no, going. no, we need to stop. Right. And it's kind of hard. So, yeah, as a, as a drummer, yeah, that, that that would be really brutal, especially because they never found out what it was. But especially because, you know, more than likely that you caused your own mm. um, issues. Right. I think that's the that's. That's the that would be the hard thing. Yeah, all we know is cause. the doctor said we don't know if this is because of your lifestyle or if this is something that was going to happen anyway. Yeah, he said like it's, autoimmune, which then scared me because I'm like, mm. I've had enough autoimmune issues. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So. so if we can, I mean, we used to kind of talk through the movies like little by little, but we haven't done that in a while. But this movie, I feel like it kind of set things like we just walked through it a little bit. Okay. Um. So the beginning, I don't know. I think I just really love how the movie was made and how mm. I felt. I felt everything in this movie, and I'm kind of an empath anyway, so I I feel people's pain. You tell me all the time. It's just a movie. Calm down. But um, this movie like really, I would think would make anybody feel this guy, um, mm-hmm. and feel the anxiety and feel all of it. But um, they did a really good job setting us up in the very beginning with like his his day. Okay, so we we see his drumming and it's all loud and like crazy yada yada. So we get that his life is loud, um, and then also his just daily routine. We're we're set up with all of his normal sounds. Mm-hmm. So we see him. He gets up. He starts the coffee. He makes a really loud smoothie. <laughs> you know he. Um, what else did he do? He was doing squats or something. You could hear like the creaks of the the camper or his knees or something. I don't know. You could hear like everything. Yeah, he was I was wondering doing. what that was. If it was morning cartilage or what? Right. So you could hear his whole day, his whole routine, and then the he, blues music. Yeah, he woke up his girlfriend, so it was time to dance. I was like, oh, is that something they do every day? I don't know. Super cute. Um, but it's like play the music and like all these different sounds that are his day. And then, um, and then we hear what it's like when it starts to go away. And so then he, the tinnitus thing happens and then he, we're muffled. And then they just, the scenes, like usually stuff like that, it's like a little, it's a clip is muffled and then you go back to the normal sound. Yeah. Um, and so I thought it was genius just the, like having so much in, from his perspective, from yeah. his ears. Like that really puts you in the place of like, oh my God, what's going on? Um, and then how he woke up the next morning and his whole routine was muffled right. and quiet. So it's like the same things, but we're not hearing it the same way. Um, so I thought that was like brilliant to just immediately get us into the, what he's going through, like throw you in. Cause I was feeling it. I was like, I wanted to cry when he started like kind of freaking out, like losing his hearing and you can see like panic sets in and you're like, Oh, I just got to fix it. Just got to fix it. Go to the doctor, right. go to surgery, get fix it. <laughs> you know, 
then it'll be fine. It'll be okay. And you don't want to freak out yet. Um, and so anyway, so we, I think he did such a good job, like portraying like all these different levels of like how to process things and how right. you would go through stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I think they did yeah, a great job at kind of showing you exactly what he was going through and building that tension. Like we said, the, the, Sound design, not sound design. What is the Oscar for? Yeah. Oh, sound. Not sound design, mm. but it's not mixing, but just sound. It's just best sound. Yeah, best sound. <laughs> there we go. That's the title. Yeah. I think yeah, best sound is definitely up there. You you could you know you can argue and say well all you have to do is put like a low pass filter on it and then blah blah. blah. But you've you've got to do that in a way that is almost like a it's it's almost like a horror movie, like the music. And the the sound is what drives the horror movie. Without the sound, it's just kind of like, oh, it's like a weird clown jumping out of boxes. But when you put the in there, then everybody's like, whoa. And when you put that muffled in there and you, you, you put the, and the, 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 the confusion of the conversation, you know, showing how difficult it is at work, we've been talking about, uh, well, whatever accessibility so um just trying to be more conscious um and so it's like trying to do things that seem basic like hey use your computer computer without a mouse and i I think i've done that once before i was like i can't do that it'll drive me insane and it'll put me on a path to like oh no i'm gonna (laughs) this is gonna actually happen to me but um they did a great job portraying that because you you think and i thought that a couple times like Oh, why don't he? Why doesn't he just do this? And it's almost like when the power goes out, you're like, "Oh, I can't. I need to find a flashlight. Let me turn on the light." Why am I saying turn on the light <laughs> when there is no light? Right. Because the power's out. You know. So I think it's that kind of thing where it makes the audience realize every little thing that you take for granted and you th- is like a quick thing for you. Um, for people um, who are differently abled, it's it may be much more of a of a of a uh, process so i i thought the beginning of that set it up really well and um you know it was just a great way of showing how one person might kind of handle that i think i would just like curl up and something i don't know i don't know if i would be as productive as him like we gotta fix this i'd be like ah it's all over <laughs> it's all, <laughs> literally the walls have, have sonically closed in on me and right. this is it. But you know, he he had that push in the drive, so he went on. He marched on and he had her I think that's an important thing too, is having a support system. Yeah. And he had her, thankfully, to see what was happening and help him get help. I think the yeah, the interesting thing about that is like we saw some inklings like cuts on her arms. And then they were talking about him using, and yeah, it kind of escalated really quickly because I guess she figured since he was losing his hearing, he would just go back to doing heroin. Is that what she just? Yeah, I think her fear was, yeah, or he was going to kill himself or. Oh yeah, he did have a sh- uh, tattoo on his chest that said, just kill me. Yeah. Um, that was the original title of Just Shoot Me. <laughs> just kill me. Just kill me. Um. Yeah, there, I mean, there were a couple scenes that escalated quickly, actually, for me. Like, that was one of them. Yeah. Like, oh, we went from, he smoked a cigarette, and then she's calling a sponsor, and then, but I think she just 
saw the spiral. Like, because if he, I don't know if you remember, at some point he said, um, that Joe asked him, like, how long have you right. been yeah. sober? And he said, four years. How long have you guys been together? Four right. years. So, so I'd imagine she saw the end of it. Right. Or, you know, saw that piece of his life. Yeah, they were they were both kind of keeping each other together. Yeah. Um so that was that was good. And then like the scene where she he sent or she leaves because um she realizes she needs to go let him go get help and then she has to like remove herself. Yeah. But like just him breaking like I don't know. I, I think Breakup scenes or not breakup scenes, but stuff like scenes like that in movies that actors don't always get it. Like it's dramatic, but this felt real. Like a lot of his performance, and I haven't been through any of this, so I don't know. If somebody's like, "That's not how I you never react. had somebody force you to go to rehab, right?" Or so, right? Uh, was it? A re- yeah, I guess it was a sober living. So yeah, thing a program. Um, but. I I can relate to having like these big feelings, like feeling with your whole body, which is what I felt like he was going through. Like he was yeah. portraying stuff like that. So like when you can relate to stuff in a movie is when it's like, okay, this feels like real. This feels real, not just a performance or not like yeah. just a thing. So I don't know. I think that I hope he wins best actor because I feel like it's the best actor I've seen this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't even remember i haven't even looked at the list i, I was going to watched. i was going to look at the lit, the oscar list maybe we can talk about that next week um yeah so i think you know the the second act essentially is him going to this um sober living community for the uh, i guess the hard of hearing the deaf i don't yeah. know um and yeah, that was also an interesting transition because I well, you're dealing with addicts. You know my feeling about people who kind of deal who are work with addicts. They tend to be kind of a little bit uh aggressive. <laughs> and so that guy at the beginning, I was like, this dude's like super aggressive. What's going on? Oh. But, you yeah. know, in that setting, he has to be he has to kind of be like, okay, no phone, no blah, blah, blah. You know, here, this, these are the rules. You got to do this and that. So at first I was like, you know, I think it was, to me, the only thing that was weird um, about this whole um, sober living thing is like he could be going to spiral or he, maybe, but he hadn't, but they were kind of treating him like he did, like it was mm-hmm. an intervention. Yeah. And so it was just, it was interesting because he hadn't done anything. Right. It's like they precogged him. Right. <laughs> and we're right. like, okay, give me your phone. Blah, blah, blah. You can't do this. You can't do that. This is how we operate. If you want to be here, blah, blah, blah. Actually, he didn't even say that. He was kind of more like, you're coming. You're going to, you know, we're going to give you a room and give you a thing. And he was kind of like, uh, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> So I thought that was kind of funny because that's how I would be like, I didn't, I'm like, my wife brought me here. I didn't, I didn't want to well, come Well, she kind of had to make him promise he would go back. Like, remember they left. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I'm just so, saying the way that it was yeah. kind of presented yeah. wouldn't really, and I don't oh, know, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not speaking, an addict and I know, you know, so. He was just speaking like it was a done deal. Right. That's what I'm yeah. yeah. It's just kind of like, I would be like, dude, like I didn't sign any paperwork. Right. Just quit, quit your, hold your horses there. But, um, you know, he, he took that, he. He took the the opportunity 
And um, yeah, it was just kind of, I just think it was a lot. Yeah. Like not to the fault of the movie. I think it's just the circumstances to go from playing shows, finishing up a tour, wanting to work on an album to, hey, you're in a sober living facility with people that you cannot communicate with and with a roommate, which oof. As soon as he saw, I saw the roommate, I was like, no, <laughs> no, can't do it. Can't do it. So, yeah. you know, it's like a lot of adjustment and they kind of like, they kind of welcomed him, but they kind of just like kind of ignored him a little bit. They just, everybody sat down and they were all signing and laughing. And then I, I'd be like, what are you guys laughing at? Are you laughing at me? Like what's going right. on? Yeah. I mean, they just went about their lives. Right. And then they finally were like, hey, okay, so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your name? And then they gave him his sign and whatnot. And right. For his name. And, and now I know the sign for Owl. Oh, is that also Owl? That's what he said. They were calling, that was his sign because his eyes were op- wide like an owl. He was just looking oh, okay. around. Wasn't that kind of confusing? I thought, I thought the signs you made up were not really. Well, maybe that's like not the actual sign for Owl. Sign. Maybe. Yeah, I thought you like made up something because then that would be weird. Well, no, you can, you can. Well, I don't know. I think there's different ways. Like my sign um, in high school. So I like I was on the dance team stuff and then I like to dance and um, did all that stuff. So my sign was the sign for dance, but with an M. Mm-hmm. So that was like you maybe take a sign and adapt it to your name. Okay. So maybe they made an R when they made the owl sign. Like, yeah, anyway, I'm sure. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention much. I just knew that that was his sign. Oh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, you know, they, he, you know, and then he just became really close with everybody over a time period. We okay. have no idea. Okay, that's, that was one. Okay, that was one of my things. Like, that escalated quickly. And also, like, the time frame. Like, I don't, I wasn't clear with the time frame. Like, how long was he there? And, and they just keep your phone from you forever? Like, you can't contact people? Yeah, that for, was like, the... He must have been there a while, because he was... I, all of a sudden, it seemed like he was signing almost fluently. Like, I don't know. Well, they showed different things. Like, yeah, he was started... He was, I think it was because he they put him in the class with the kids, so... Which is, you know, for an adult, can be slightly humiliating. And also, when you've got kids who are... <laughs> You know, it's kind of like watching, um, like I was watching Jacob call you and I was not, in, I was not angered or embarrassed, but I'm sure some people who are 50, 60 years old and been playing pianos, pianos, yeah, pianos, I guess, <laughs> multiple pianos, multiple pianos <laughs> for 30, 40 years. Even Billy Joel might be like, holy crap, this kid is insane. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a monster. So, you know, I'm sure he was kind of like, man, these kids are already like having fun and signing and I'm in this, you know, kids class trying to figure out what Apple is. You right, know? right in sign language so i like i do like how he um was introduced to the class it kind of was indicative of his um uh character like his personality because he so this character seemed to he was very independent right like wanted to fix things like wanted to do and fix um but also once he was deciding to do something he just threw himself completely into it right right but um, but he was also pretty skeptical at first. Like he would question and then once he was in, he was in. Right. But um when he went in and and went to the classroom for the first time and then wrote his name on the board <laughs> and so instead of writing it small and normal like the teacher had, 
he does like graffiti style right. and gigantic and kind of angry. He seemed like embarrassed annoyed. and yeah, annoyed maybe or angry to have to be writing his name on the board for a bunch of kids, but but then he went with it. So so well, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I think part of that, because I think that was a little bit of the struggle. Part of that is that he wanted to be able to communicate as he did before. Yeah. By just being like, hey, I'm Ruben. And like, oh, I'm Terry. I'm Amy. I'm so-and-so. I'm blah, blah, blah. So he's got to be like, hi, I'm Ruben. And then they're like, sign it. Or, you know, like, write it. He's like, ugh. And they're like, oh, now you're going to have to sign it. And so I think that's that continuation of the struggle of changing the way that you communicate. Right. Which, you know, I don't, I don't like texting. <laughs> Actually, I don't mind texting. Like I don't texting. like writing Yeah, you things. like to write things down. Because it's like, oh, this is a struggle. I just want to be like, hey, what's up? I'm Josh. <laughs> and not write, hey, what's up? I'm Josh. Um, I think one of the cool things that also reminded me, I think that was on Netflix. Was it, it was a, was mm-hmm. it a deaf college? I feel like there was a lot of sex involved. Oh. So hopefully it was a college. <laughs> We were, um, I think it was, wasn't it called like Deaf You or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Um, so this movie, it made University. me think, of, it, yeah, it's probably Deaf You. That sounds more like, kind of like Deaf Jam or Deaf Jux yeah. or something. It's just kind of like succinct. Um, but kind of like that show, I was like, man, there's some non-squares in here. I think uh, the perception of blind people or deaf people or whatever, like... Um, like that, I don't remember if you remember that dude from college who was blind. He was like super sarcastic, cool dude. And it's kind of like the portrayal that TV and whatnot makes is like, oh, deaf people and blind people just like sit in a corner and like are quiet and yeah. don't have any um, um, positive or negative thoughts. Like deaf people can't be jerks. <laughs> it's like, well, no, they can't. That was sort of a little bit of the thing I read online was that... Um, that the deaf community is often portrayed as like, or disabled community yeah. um, is they're, like uh, they're portrayed like saints, like saintly yeah. characters, and they're like, like oh, if you touch is... them, they'll grant you a right. Wish and then bit. you know this guy, you know, had his demons and right. So yeah, was... and everybody was everybody. They were like, yeah, we're deaf, but we're mainly alcohol. We're mainly drug addicts or dependent on some sort of thing. Like that's the thing that we're. Um, like he said, we said you got to fix what's up here, like in your head, and not mm-hmm. what's in between here, whatever. Um, so they were trying to change themselves and not change how they could hear, which is which is in that show, and I'm sure in the community, and is a is a tough um, not argument. So it's it's a contentious subject. Like, like the the like implants and hearing aids and yeah and hearing aids and signing and people who can um quote unquote speak um and people who can't and you know all that type of stuff like all the you know it's just like when you get amongst you know white people in Appalachians or you know black people in you know Compton or whatever like there's there's a stereotype of who they are and then there's like a thousand different shades within that community of like, oh yeah, we don't mess with them because they are whatever. And you're like, right. wait, you don't like them because they have watery um, uh, 
barbecue sauce like yeah (laughs) okay i didn't know that i just eat ribs i don't i didn't know that there was all this stuff going on so i thought that was interesting i think it it was if i felt two sides of it because i've always felt like oh man people should be able to kind of make their own decisions and live how they want to live within the community but then also like the center that they're running is a certain type of center and then yeah, so Oh, you're it, talking about when he so he went off to get his cochlear implant and then came back. And he, Joel told that, him but, he couldn't stay. That, but also even just the beginning where it was kind of like it was almost like we don't we're going to help we're going to help you um we are going to help you um come to terms with your deafness and be proficient in the world. But we're also not gonna if you want to do anything to change that like we don't want anything to do with that so i was kind of like but why but i guess i could see in my head they're kind of like in the in the show like they're being like warring factions where because he said it's not something to fix right yeah because there was a couple of statements that it was kind of like he understands that people want to do that but that's not he wants to do and he doesn't really want to have people around like that at least that's how i took it mm-hmm. and so it's like i do understand that but i also because the thing is is then you end up with those kind of weird clashes where half the kid half the kids in the class have cochlear implants and some don't and then you know all this drama ensues um but yeah it was just kind of like wow that was a really strong stance at the beginning and very kind of it was mm-hmm. it was another one of those man. This is really escalated quickly and not just giving somebody time and information of like, hey, if you want to do this, just so you know, it may sound like you're on a 1996 Motorola. So you know, just heads up because any doctor can go and tell you it's gonna be awesome. Give me forty thousand dollars, right? <laughs> you know. So it's like when I had my surgery, I wasn't just like, they said, oh, you could just do this surgery. You know, it'll be great. I was like, well, let me read about this. So let me blah, blah, blah. And let me ask some people. And if and if the Echolasia community was like, don't have the surgery, you know, that's not what it's about. You've got to power through it. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Right. I, I want to be I able wanna, to eat food. Right. I don't want to ch- drink shakes. So, yeah. So I wonder if, so, okay, so there's a couple things with that. Is the character, so as a character that seemed like that was a part of his just jumping in full force. Like, we don't know if the doctors explained to him, like, what things were going to sound like or if he didn't care to ask or process any of that. No, I'm, yeah, he definitely, that's on him, but I'm just saying, like, it's it's almost like sex education. Like, hey, just don't have sex. Like, some people are going to have sex. Like, give them the tools and be like, hey, here's some pamphlets. I guess he was so single-minded. Like, this was something to fix for him. Yeah. Like, he had still, he had not... Even though he had learned so much and he had grown and he was looking very happy and was like playing with the kids and like yeah. doing a drum circle and like, you know, he seemed like he had settled into the life um, and had been like more accepting of what was going on with him. And then he gets the surgery, but it just seemed like he that was his singular focus. Like even still, even all along, he was learning and growing. He was still like, well, kind of um spurred on because he broke in and used the computer and saw what his girlfriend had been up to 
Yeah. So that kind of... She like, was doing crazy experimental right. stuff that we Without couldn't hear because he couldn't hear on right. an electron octatrack. Right. Sitting on the floor, playing her music, looking Classic, very much like look, a show we've been yeah, to. Looking like a, a video from Fact Mag <laughs> or, um, or I'm trying to think of the other people that always post people like that, but... But that was, I feel like that was the catalyst. He was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm supposed to be getting this fixed so I can get back to my life with her. Yeah. Um, And so he had the thing fixed. But I think I wonder also if some of it is because like the whole like this isn't a thing to fix for his center, like his community that he built. Also, because I would assume he has there's like a um, confidence level. Like, for some kids and some people, probably implants and things like that are not options. Right. Right? I mean, especially if you don't have the money or, like, all these different reasons. Right, like they said, there's other physical things that you may not be, it may not work. Right. And so, it probably takes a lot of mental work and, and emotional work to accept these this kind of a thing. Like, um, yeah. if you lost your hearing or whatever, and, and understanding that it doesn't make you wrong or broken yeah like kind of just fighting through that and then he want he just wanted to protect that in the people like who were fighting to accept maybe yeah. i'm like i i, I can't I, understand like per, you know protecting the bubble it was just kind of like a, it was a heartbreaking scene because you could tell like joe yeah, was I, so upset i think that's the that's the thing that made it good was that he was upset and he did understand where he was coming from and he did feel for him but he was like this is just the process this is just what what it is so i think no i i definitely hear that and i think like he told him he was like hey wake up in the morning sit you know be in silence right. and and you know embrace it it was oh, like yeah. he was I, like were you ever able to just sit Right, and, and I think like, that's no. He smashed. I love the scene where he, yeah, smashed, he smashed the donut and then like, puts it back together yes. and smashes it better. <laughs> I love that. I'm like, somebody's gonna use that as some sort of baking thing, like hex. <laughs> right. Like don't 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 buy um don't buy pie crust. Just take a, a sour not a sourdough, old fashioned donut, and just smash it ten times, I push f- it back I together. I feel that though. I f- and this in no way is in any comparison, but like. I think if anybody's going through a hard time where something that you used to be able to do is taken from you, yeah, that is really hard to process. Yes, even with just my stupid broken arm. Yeah, like this has been rough on yeah. me physically, emotionally, mentally. So I felt it when he smashed that donut. <laughs> it's like yes, I have felt that. Like you just, it just comes over you, um, or you just want to smash something. And I'm have not smashed anything. I don't think. Um, not that I know of. In the apartment, but I have definitely wanted to. And I've definitely had, like, mentally I'm smashing things, you know? Yeah. Um, And you just these crying fits of, like, what is happening? What if my arm never goes back to normal? What, you know, and I can't. Or just, like, trying to put something on the shelf and I can't do it. It just yeah. will break me. And so, like, when you would have those little broken moments, I was like, I feel that so hard. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's the same kind of thing for me. I think um, it's kind of like funny because for me in reverse, I wish I would have just had my surgery sooner. I would have gone through less um, trauma and pain that has kind of PTSD'd my life. Have Um, we explained what your surgery was? um, I even forgot what it was. Echolasia. It's for echolasia. 
was it? And and I forgot. I used full, to know it. Full. Essentially, they turned my um, they turned my esophagus oh, into with yeah, partial fundoplication. Fundupli- yeah, so par- they pretty much turned the lower end of my esophagus and stomach into a pig's tail. So <laughs> they they cut the sphincter that separates the two. It opens and closed. It was constantly like closed all the time, or almost closed. So I would be um, food would get stuck in my esophagus or be pinched in the uh, stomach, and so yeah, I had to live my life teaching. And that, and that wasn't always. That came on. Yeah, that that started two thousand and nine. Yeah. So yeah, I would teach, lead songs, play instruments, everything while constantly having food randomly stuck in my esophagus um so sorry if i ever talked to you and my breath was weird it was rotting fruit in my oh, no. esophagus so um but yeah i, I kind of that's why i kind of say that as like i would you know looking back at it i'm like man i should have got that well i didn't have insurance for a little bit but i should have tried to find a way sooner it all worked out i guess like my you know i could have done it sooner and then my surgery went horrible but you know it's one of those things where i'm like oh i wish i would have been like him and just like i gotta get this thing like Mm -hmm. i gotta sell some stuff or whatever i gotta do whatever to make this happen um but i think yeah it's just that you do have to kind of like that whole from and every religion has this perspective and different like groups and things like be still and know that i'm god or you know feel the wind beneath your wings or whatever like have a meditation all that type of stuff so you can kind of always a big still moment (laughs) yeah so you can kind of line yourself up and then like make a move you know and so i think that's what he was they were trying to teach him but i think he learned a little bit of it but you know it it's very hard to do when he's and i think that's what's great about the music part is because he was always on the move and he was always like trying to get to the next thing mm-hmm. and so it was like it's like the musician's int- hustle like, yeah so that was can't. kind of his mentality right like, so it's just like make still. it happen yeah. he's like we don't have t-shirts well i'll just make a t-shirt like, give me a sharpie right. and we'll just go at it right um and so that's the world he knew and that's how he approached it so you know they they both kind of approached it from different angles and things like that but um i think like going kind of like towards the the third act of the thing uh him it was kind of funny because you know they do the whole longer montage essentially and he we find out also not only does he have tattoos but he is a tattoo artist because he draws that that naked woman for that chick mm-hmm. and he's like oh i'm gonna put this on your back and then they never mention it but if you if you've watched the movie, he goes to sell the the huge mixing board, and you see her turn around, and she has the girl on her shoulder. So he, at some point, at some point, tattooed her. So we know that, like you know, time has passed. Like he's learning sign language, he's becoming friends with people. People trust him enough to to let him give tattoos. Mm-hmm. He's engaged and, in the community he's in, now, right? Not just sitting there. His his girlfriend has gone to France. And reunited with her dad and has started at least doing one show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we, you know, I'm I'm guessing like six months because it, you know, I I guess if you're doing it every day, you're being immersed. But 
he seemed immersed plus some. Yeah. And then he also had done the, he had talked to the doctor and he had done multiple like sneaky calls. And then he's, it, you know, it takes time to sell stuff, to sell off the board and the drums and to sell off the RV, which I thought was beautiful when they were driving and you could see almost a panoramic view out of the, the RV. I was like, that's really cool. Cause most RVs are boxes or rectangles. This one had a rounded front. So I was like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, when we when it first showed up, when they first went into their RV, I was like, this is our future. <laughs> <laughs> an old RV. Yeah. And our, he said it was an Airstream. Uh, so an old Airstream oh. with all your music set up on the, whatever that was. It's all built, side the cabinets, yeah. Cabinet area? Yep. With a record player? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like that was... That was really interesting, and um, I didn't really feel like like um, what was the guy's name? His sponsor, Joe. Joe. He said, you know, I guess he did have addict like qualities, or he was maybe he was just because he said you're sounding like an addict right now when he came back to tell him that he had gotten the implants and everything. And I guess yeah, that's you could shift that like. You you used to smoke, so now you chew gum all the time, or you like bite your fingernails or something. So I guess maybe that's what he was kind of saying. Like you're you're robbing Peter to pay Paul to get something accomplished, um, because he was like, oh, you know, I just got to move some stuff around, and I got the implants, and now blah blah blah. And he told that guy, I, if I could buy it back in four weeks, you know. And, oh yeah. And I was thinking. How is he going to do that? Like, I thought. Why on earth would you buy the thing if the guy's just going to buy it back? Uh, well, you know, it's it's it's. Uh, I guess he was going to make money. Well, he yeah, it's, buy it it's literally over. a pawn shop yeah. situation. Yeah. So, but yeah, I guess he thought he can he can get his girlfriend back and they can make the money back in four weeks. Which yeah, he was really expecting to have his whole life back, like exactly the way it was. Right, but were they making? How much do you sell it for? Thirty-two or something like that. Something twenty-six. Twenty. Okay, so twenty. So we're talking about like twenty-eight thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't know where he thought he was getting that. Yeah, money. I'm like, huh? How do you? I mean, he mentioned asking her dad for it, right. but I. I but don't the, know. but then we find out that the dad didn't even like him. See, right. Like when he came to Paris, he's like, he's like, I didn't like you for a while, but then I realized you were good for her, um, and so. Well, let's go back to the the, the implant thing. Um, the I never knew, like I never thought about the idea of how bad the implants could sound. You know, um, it was like, like when you because there was a, there's a show on HBO Max that I was watching, and the, her son is deaf. And then the mom's like, why don't you just get him one of those cochlear implants? And she's like, he he doesn't, he wouldn't, that wouldn't respond well for him. She's like, oh, they're getting him for everybody. She's like, you see that video where the baby like gets mm-hmm. a cochlear implant and she smiles. It's like, they even have them for dogs. Like the dog was wagging his tail and it was kind of like this. It's almost like um, watching review videos where it's just like, this thing is amazing. I love it. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, but day three, you're like. Do I actually need this, or is this this is actually kind of crappy? <laughs> the way it's talked about is, I just thought you could just hear, like, right? I, I knew I it wasn't no going to be perfect, idea. but uh, 
I really never thought about it because I just, it's sort of talked about in the community that has no idea what they're talking about, I guess. Like it's just seen as like a fix sort of. Whoa. And I never, ever, ever really thought about what, how it functioned, like how it worked. Right. And so they kind of showed us a little bit like, and I think I read like, once you get the cochlear, if you had any hearing at all, it's gone. Like yeah. it's destroyed in the process of putting these in. Um, and how once it was explained, I was like, oh, that's why it sounds like a bad radio because right. it's a bad radio, basically. Well, yeah. And that's the thing I never knew either. I didn't know that it, it, I knew it bypassed it. it well, it's kind of like if they told me like, hey, we're going to do this surgery and what we're, which is another thing. Um, if your echolasia gets really bad, they essentially just attach your stomach to your mouth. Not like to your mouth mouth, but like your trachea or yeah. whatever down there. Um, and that's something I've been fearing ever since I found out about this disease. Um, but, you know, if if uh, if that was the... It, let's say if that was the the case, because you can't undo that. Like you have no esophagus. So I didn't know it was kind of like that. Like, oh yeah, once we do this, we're just, that's, there's no more. There's no changes. Like my surgery, I could have another one. I could get, I got a, the helomyotomy. I could get the other one that I can't remember. I could get multiple helomyotomies, whatever. Right, you could get multiple. But if they were to take out my esophagus, right. that's it. That's it. And so it's kind of like that thing where, oh yeah, you, you know, you like really explain that. Like there's no turning back. But she said that afterwards, didn't she? She never said that. He just said, I just, I remember they said, we're just, we're going to bypass it. But I didn't, no, 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 well, she did she say that. She, they she, said bypass on one side. And then afterwards, she said. You, you're not hearing anything. Your brain is being tricked into thinking. It's right. Hearing. Then she kind of explained the reality. Behind right. It. She said, you're not going to be able to hear like what you remember hearing. Right. It's so, and that's what I read is some people are like, yeah, it sounds kind of like a robot sounds metallic. Um, and, but I just never realized like it it never dawned on me that it wasn't like sound as you remember it. Right. And if you have no reference for that, it's almost probably better. Like if you don't remember what something sounded like. It may be bad, but. But your brain has to go through this whole relearning of like what sound is associated with what and what is what things sound like. And somebody said that when they were learning that a car horn and a dog sound exactly the same Oof. until their brain figured out what was what I was like, Oh man, this is the brain is so weird. So yeah, it would, it would, it would now be like my, my, my visual um, classes that I took when I was little, whether well, you would have to like do exercises probably mm-hmm. to be like, what's this? You're like, that's a dog. You're like, no, it's a car. And like, look really, listen really intently. Mm-hmm. You're like, crap. Now I got to do training. I thought I was just going to go back to right. hearing. Or like the mirror therapy myself. I do sometimes. Like I'm supposed to be tricking my brain into thinking my left hand works by showing it my right hand. And, you know, the brain is like, you know what? The brain is really smart, but also really stupid if it can be tricked like this. But <laughs> it's a computer, so you just yeah. you just got to send it the right data. It doesn't matter where the data comes right. from. Right. So anyway, I never, I ever, ever thought about the cochlear implant as being like data into your head. I've, re- you know, I think I la- thought of it as like a souped-up hearing aid. Well, yeah, I, I've definitely have over the last twenty years thought more and more that we are weird, complex machinery. 
Um, but the, um, yeah, the, the implants, I just thought it would maybe be like a Bluetooth signal. I didn't mm. think it was going to be like, if you, if you took a recording, smashed it down to like eight bit depth and then, um, made the sample rate like 13 K. I didn't know it was going to be like, yeah. like sounding like weird right. TNC surf design NES and it's sounds. Obviously different for. Right. Yeah. Everybody. It can be different. Also, it's probably the different manufacturers, mm-hmm. your doctor or the surgeon who puts it in. Right. You know, all these different things. You, you could have, have complications tweaked, sure. in the. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. And there's probably tunings and there's also um, post op. You're like that lady, the technician. There could have been more she could have done. I don't know. But right. I, it, that's usually the case. So like, I don't know. Just take these uh, heartburn pills. And the, you're like, I think there's something worse than that. They're like, no, there isn't. Mm-hmm. Heartburn pills. So, um, yeah, th- that was definitely, you know, news to me. And I think in the third act, I'm really showing what the re- what the possibilities could be. Like you're saying, you can't tell what sounds different from what. And it's like, you know, we get annoyed when traffic gets crazy out on the corner and we're inside. And then when we go outside being generally as far as we know fully have full hearing right all those cars whizzing by Mm -hmm. and people stopping and then the person who lays on the horn and then the clinging of like dog tags and the the leash like i can't concentrate if you're talking to me and the tv's on like i can't have the two things at the same time like i need a one like if i'm supposed to concentrate on something i need the one thing happening right and having all of that and then like if it's like frequencies, you know, I, the high frequencies drive me nuts. Like yeah. I can't, it's too much for my ears. Like just to have to relearn or like learn to adjust to that and tolerate, like, like right. really well, you're relearn gonna... how to hear. Basically. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, yeah, I kind of thought of it as um, being on hold on an iPhone. Well, any phone really like the, a lot of that hold music where you're calling um, like a dentist office, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your right. call is important to us. If you and you're like, ah, please stop. This is it's one of those interesting things too that you can't really know what it sounds like for somebody else because right. like you can't record it. Right. You can't. You can't really. You, the best you can do is somebody describe it to you. Right. But you can't really know just like we can't really know what somebody looks like to somebody else or what anything looks right. like to anybody or else. what's like yeah what or, sounds like yeah yeah so it's just interesting like to try and replicate something that you have never heard right the um so yeah like at the end oh wait real quick speaking of the implants because uh-huh. i looked this up because it shocked me when they said it in the movie that the implants weren't covered by insurance mm-hmm. my research says they are or can be well, most may- often are but maybe not by his maybe not his he didn't seem like he had insurance yeah but um they are often covered but you know it's not covered which is very shocking uh the batteries hearing aids hmm hearing aids people have to fight for hearing aids how much are those like a thousand i don't know how much they are but way cheaper than a cochlear implant I'm no sure. yeah yeah but people have to fight their insurance to get hearing aids covered which is insane to me yeah that's odd quite quite the odd yeah um sorry carry on no no, no, (laughs) i just thought that was ridiculous you know so i 
once he does all that and he gets kicked out of the house and he's trying to figure out where he was going. Yeah, I was afraid he was going to start using again, but he just kind of was like sitting around. He's like, all right, I'm going to go to Paris, which how did he get there? I, I thought about that too. I was maybe like, well, maybe he had a little bit money. more money from all selling all his stuff. But yeah, so it's interesting. He, you know, when he shows up, like the conversation he has with the, I didn't know if the, it was because it's, it, he's, he's French. So I just stereotyped him and thought she was dating an older French guy. I was confused. I was like, is just, this a boyfriend? I was like, or this, is this, a, a this, is a, this is the 60 year old French boyfriend. And they never established in the beginning, really, unless we missed it, that her dad lived in France. Yeah, I didn't, we didn't. They didn't mention mm-hmm. him really. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I thought that conversation was great. Where the the dad was kind of, he was also a little aggressive because he was like, you know, you had your time with her, and I was mad when you took her away, but you've been very helpful to her and helping her get through a lot of things, and you know, now she's with me and she's in a good place, and I was like. It was oh, yeah. like he, he had, was, it was definitely like, making a point of like he just wanted he just wanted everyone in the room to understand that what was most important was his daughter's well-being. Well, but the thing is is I was wondering was it his daughter's well-being or what he thought his daughter's well-being was. So that's what I was kind of like, mm-hmm. uh-oh, are they both going to be in the wrong kind of like right. two men fighting for the girl and she's like, right. "I don't want both of you. I'm independent." <laughs> right. But he definitely had the Han shot first vibes. I was like, "Does he have a gun under that table?" Or something, um, but yeah, I think I think uh, when <laughs> I she, like how he made him eat eggs. He oh was yeah, like I thought about you that. must have eggs. We're going to have eggs. He's like, no, I'm good. We're going to eat eggs, and, and they weren't even like scrambled eggs or an omelet or something. <laughs> it was like it was a hard boiled. No, like they were eating like yeah. out of the little egg Ugh. holder cup thingy. No, <laughs> no, and bread, really crunchy when, bread. If you ever meet me, or if you know me, I hate when people. Offer me food twice. You don't have to be courteous. If you say, hey, do you want some eggs? I say, no, I'm good. And you say, you sure? Don't do that. I'm very sure about most <laughs> things that I say. And if I don't want it, I don't want it. And it's always <laughs> like, I know there's cultural reasons Josh, and things behind very that. very specific It's about very food. annoying to me. Like people are like, hey, you should try this. I don't want to try it. But you would like it. You are not me. Also, Josh does not like eggs. That's right. I hate eggs. They smell like a uh, horse's <laughs> butt. So they sm- anyway. they smell now. They smell like Satan's farts. Okay. So yeah. far. All right. Um. So um. But I think the um. Then after that, I, so this whole it's kind of like um, it's almost like the a prodigal son type situation. This movie because. You know, they they meet back up and, you know, they're happy to see each other and they've seen how each other have grown. Um, But then he's she's like, oh, you know, I'm have this party for my dad's birthday. And then he goes out and then he realizes not only am I kind of an outcast, I'm like a double outcast. Like I'm not I'm not any of these snooty people because I assume they were rich and a nice garden and whatnot. And a big old seventeen foot tall door. Right. They um, maybe weren't snooty, but they were definitely. Well, you know, but I'm just saying, nicely. like Trent. Okay, sorry, I don't want to bes- besmirch anyone. People mm-hmm. that ha- were well to do. Well to do people are nice sometimes. Yeah. Um. So they were well to do people. They were also French, so they might have spoke English, but maybe not. 
So there's already a, an issue right there. Right. It's like, oh, you know, what kind of wine do you drink? Blah, 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 blah. And did you see this play? And it's also in French. So you're like, I haven't seen any of that. But then also he has cochlear implants in that he's new to that sound right. don't sound great. And everybody's talking. Right. Like, just think about being in a club. Glasses but then the club. Clinking. No, but I'm saying like, think about all the conversations going on in the club and how like hard that is on your ears and how like right and you're talking to somebody like where did you go to school you know but think about it's all sounding like and then you're trying to talk to somebody it's like we right. no and you're like huh what and you're like you're like owl you're like no cow i have a cow like owl you know yeah and so then he ends up just kind of like standing off to the side and he, i i think he felt like oh this isn't my world anymore like, I don't necessarily feel like I fit into this world. Well, for one, he didn't take the time the doctor told him to just, like, chill and get yeah, used to Yeah, that's what I'm ears. saying. Like, he just kind of... <laughs> but yeah, he... Yeah. I, what was the plane ride like? I know. They didn't even <laughs> show that, my goodness. That would be brutal. just take those... Take them off. Yeah, maybe he took them for off For the then. plane ride. But go ahead, sorry. I don't remember what else I was going to say. Oh, you were just saying, like, he didn't take the time and whatnot. Oh, yeah. But yeah, he definitely felt very out of place and then like he couldn't hear her sing not really yeah it was really just kind of distorted yeah he was he was much like a a dad who was on his phone during a recital he's like yeah you 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 were great i love that part right when you walked out right and that was like some realization i'm sure there with like music yeah right and what that sounds like now Right. Or in that moment. Like, yeah. we don't know how long, you know, he could get. I was reading articles and they were, you know, there's musicians with cochlear implants and they perform and do their stuff and it's fine. Yeah. Um, But I'm sure that took a long time to get used to that sound and like really work with it. And he right. just hadn't sat with it yet. He, he hadn't sat with, he didn't sit at the home. Right. In wherever they were. And he, he didn't sit with the cochlear implants yet. Right. So. Yeah, I think he was just was realizing like, oh, this is hard. Right, and and what, what, um, what kind of life do you want to have? Like, there's no fault or wrong, right or wrong in the situation. But if to him this wasn't enjoyment of music, right? You know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna tour. I want to now tour the world, hearing crackly voices of my girlfriend, and then doing meet and greets and like, what. You know, what are you saying? Like, please come into the bathroom so I can hear what you're saying. Like, I think f- that's how I felt for him. And that's how I feel a lot of things where I'm just kind of like, if it's going to be all this, I don't know if I necessarily want that, you know. Mm. And so you, each person has to kind of calibrate and judge for themselves. Yeah. And be like, okay, I'm going to give this six months or blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I think you, when you say that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably what then made him like that night just be like. That, you know, that kind of weird, they were like making out and stuff. And then he was just like, I think it was like, you've helped me so much or I've, you've helped me grow so much. It's just like, you've helped me grow so much. And then he just kind of stared at her. Well, at first he that. started to say stuff like, um, yeah, we can get back on the tour and da, 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 da. And oh, then she right. got like fidgety and started scratching at her arm. Right, right, Um, which he had noticed she didn't have any new, she didn't have any scratches. Right. Um, so in this time she had healed something 
Right. Um, and so then as soon as he starts talking about the tour and blah, 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 she starts getting fidgety and scratchy. And then I think it dawns on him like, OK, I'm, I am not getting my old life back. Right. It's not happening. I need to let her off the hook. You know, tell her how I feel. She helped me. I helped her. Yeah. That's what it was. And that's interesting to think about because it makes me wonder if the only only reason she got I don't know what she was doing before, but the only reason maybe she uh pursued music like she had done the last four years was a part of the journey she was on of like getting away from her old life and her mom's suicide and kind of dealing with things. Um, But then really it wasn't good for her because maybe she wasn't slowing down. And then obviously the anxiety and whatever of having to produce music and have fans and keep up with all that Mm -hmm. is a lot too. And so that's why she was, you know, adding to her mom's death and everything, why she would be cutting herself and then when he brought it up that she got all fidgety again because she's like, oh, no, I'm going to have to be on again. I'm mm-hmm. going to have to produce. And even singing with her dad, she was uncomfortable. And yeah, like, she did I don't not wanna... look like she enjoyed that. Like it was her dad's song, like she said. So it was there's kind of weirdness there. But I think also it's just like I don't really feel like people looking at me and being in the limelight. That's at least what I kind of saw at the at that point. So. I think she had come into her own because he said she was really busy. The dad said she'd been really busy, and I assume it was with her music. Oh. I assumed. I, maybe. Yeah, maybe she, she was, was just doing a new shop or new formation but, of what she wanted. Yeah, or. like I, I feel like maybe like she, yeah, had come into her own and healed somehow. Mm-hmm. She had her own journey we didn't get to see. Right. Obviously. Sound of Metal Part 2. Right. So whatever her journey was while he was doing his thing. Something had gone well for her. Right. And I think, yeah, she maybe was starting to, maybe in that moment was like, she had felt some sort of peace and maybe was afraid she was going to lose it. Right. If she went back to the life that she was in, maybe not that she didn't not want to be there with, you know, with him or it wasn't him or, you know, whatever. It wasn't yeah. music. It was just kind of like all of that time period represented maybe. Yeah. Um, That made her feel like, she was going to lose this newfound peace. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I I think that's true. There's which which makes me think nobody, you know, there was the movie vantage point, but it would be interesting if they did a part 2 of this from her perspective, from her perspective. and what she did in that time. And <laughs> this is the second time we've pitched like what did the girl do during the time? Like <laughs> it's the, always what did the girl what, do? Cuz what was it the coming to America? Though we found out in the second movie what the bride had been doing all that time was just oh, hopping and just barking. Just hopping and barking, But yeah. <laughs> after the first one, we had said, we need to see right. what she's been it up took to. took 28 years yeah. or whatever. But now we um, But the, you know, how... I think the, the things that... Like him walking out, I think, was kind of needed because I think they both were enabling. So they would kind of be like, no, don't leave. And he's like, yeah, I guess I'll stay. And then... They would, you know, not go. You know, it kind of made me think of a a metal version of La La Land. Like they had this, they had this thing going in this oh, moment, yeah. and then it was just like, if we stay together, we're not going to pursue the things that mm-hmm. we want, and we're not going to better ourselves in the ways that we see fit. Um, so that was kind of weird, but made sense. I think it was kind of funny. I thought it was going to be like once he told her he sold the RV and all the gear. I thought that she was going to be 
go insane, but he actually never even told it. Yeah, he didn't even say it. So I was just like, yo, you just sold all this stuff and right. then you didn't say anything, but he just never told her. So I don't know what happened to that where she's like, you know, what happened to the thing? And he's like, oh, I sold it. She's like, what? <laughs> well, she's in Paris and her father's rich. So yeah. she doesn't really need the Airstream. Yeah. But, you know, people like to be consulted. But yeah. Yeah. It, it, I guess she never asked. So he doesn't have to ever tell her. Right. Um. So then we get to the end of the movie, which um, I think was a great ending and really kind of like what we were talking about, this this journey um, that everybody kind of goes through, you know, and I think for me in some ways, I haven't, I'm not, I'm kind of like him, I'm not really a slow down type person, but I think like the last year it's kind of been that kind of way where I got to take a step back and be like, what what do I what do I really want? What what people do I really want around me? And how important is this internet thing? And like all mm-hmm. these different questions to just sit, take your implant out, and just sit on a chair, and just be like, okay, what is it all about? Mm-hmm. And then he just like looks around and he sees like the kids playing on the skate, you know, trying to do the skateboard, and you start to notice things, and you start to notice how much things matter and don't matter and what you can put up with and what you can't and what you just have to deal with. And I think, you know, you are now 40. I'm going to be 40. You know, you've dealt with your broken arm. Like we've talked, I've dealt with my and different things. And I think just as time goes on, you just got to realize like, you know, I just got to work with what I have. Mm-hmm. And try to like just see the birds and see the trees and um, just walk the process. And it's not always going to be straight and narrow. It's not always going to be perfect. You're going to make a ton of mistakes, but once you realize, you know, you and amongst other people are all just random um, meat sacks that take in electrical (laughs) pulses and data you know, in different ways, it, it's not as, in s- sometimes life isn't as daunting as we make it out to be. And there's, even in turbulent times or times where of loss, you can stop and try to find something in, in, in life that's great or in, mm-hmm. or in part on somebody, happiness or joy, you know, so... I th- I thought it ended really well because he hadn't taken that time. And b- he, you know, some people listen to the doctors and some people have to go through the thing and end up, you know, in the hospital. They're like, I told you, stop right. eating candy at night. <laughs> and they're like, all right, cool. Now, now I'm going to I'm gonna start working out, start drinking more water, blah, blah, blah. And so that's what he had to do. He had to get the implant. He had to, you know, um, go through that process of, it not working the way he thought going to Paris, realizing he and his girlfriend were better off um, and realizing that, you know, like the guy said, he just needed to sit down. And he finally had to realize that he, the life he had before was not going to come back and he was not going to have a life now if that was all he ever tried to get. Like he had to finally see that it was not right as he knew it coming back. Right. Like he needed to figure out, his new path and yeah. sit still for a second. And I love that he, I think that was the first time 
we heard silence from his perspective because all the other time it kind of was like muffled yeah. sound and well, stuff. Well, also and he had no hearing at this point. So well, that's what I mean. Sound. That was the first time. Oh, okay. We, because I don't remember if we had heard silence before from his no, perspective. It was all. It was all like this. It was either the, the muffled kind of, or the scraggly um, right digital. Yeah. So when he finally takes it off and sits still, then like we're in his silence with him and he is just observing. Um, which, yeah, I think that was like his, his pivotal moment. Like makes me want to like, okay, where is he going to go now? Like now right. that he's finally understanding, like everything up until that point has been driven by, I'm going to get my life back. I'm right. going to get my life back. And sometimes we have to, we just got to sit still and be like, it's not coming back. Right. It's just not, it's not happening. Um, you might be able to get close, but right. what it was as it was not is that's gone. Yeah. You know, thank thank it for its time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Right. Um, but that's done. So you have to move, you have to be able to look forward and see something new. And so yeah, he seemed like I don't maybe hopeful. I would I would hope. Like Yeah. In you that know, moment. Uh, but it's interesting it leaves you with like, oh well, I wonder where he's gonna go now. Like what's he in a hopeful kind of way, like, right? Yeah, it's like, but a practical way too. He doesn't have money or a house, so yeah, it's like, it's not like, <laughs> like he took going? his he took his implants. You know, he popped his implants off for a moment of of solace, and then everything's gonna go swimmingly, right? You know, it's like like you were saying. You know, I I think that's a great point about what this movie's about, um, especially the people who are dealing with different things, especially in the early stages, because it was devastating to, for me to know that like. Because I think when it first started, we went to Fuga de Chao and some other all-you-can-eat places. Oh, you're, when your eclairs just started? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? Like, all-you-can-eat was my thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I would tear up an all-you-can-eat buffet. And, to, you know, still to this day, like, it doesn't hurt as much. But it still hurts to mm-hmm. know that, like, an all-you-can-eat buffet is the worst idea that you can have with Echolasia. Or at least, you know, one that's kind of a little bit more debilitating. Uh, to be able to like, yeah, I used to be able to eat a hundred, hundred fifty shrimp easy. I used to be able to eat crab legs, you know, like it was nothing. I used to, you know, just down tons of pasta and like all sorts of really thick things. And I, there's no way I can really do that, you know. I sometimes, but you know, I, I think just knowing that, uh, coming to terms with the fact that. The life that you knew is no longer and finding ways to adjust and finding ways to and thrive manage in your new life. Yeah. Thrive in the new life and then manage in the in whenever mm-hmm. the suffering comes. Yeah. Because it's it's gonna happen, but you know, you just gotta be like, all right, well, you know, this too shall pass. So. Hmm. There we go. Okay. Well, we the went sound, through the whole movie, I think. The sound of metal, what look out for the sequel from the, her point of view, right. and then the threequel from post after he sits on the bench. Yes, what came next? The sound what do of you metal. Imagine? What came next? That's the title. I imagine. I don't know what I imagine. He has a hybrid life of like sometimes he wears his his implants, sometimes he doesn't. He learns to work with them. He learns to drum in his new situation um i think he's gonna go back to teaching the kids he's yeah. gonna teach percussion and different things like that um 
but then I also think he's going to wear the, he's going to have the implants in, like I thought it, a one-on-one conversation implants. Mm-hmm. Anything else, take them out. <laughs> because it was just too it sounded to me it seemed like i was like i don't know if i could deal with all that it was overwhelming. but if it was yeah. like you know i don't know if you can call somebody on the phone but like phone conversations which we would i don't even know how that would work out but because you're dealing with like digital, digital a to d a to d a to d but um but definitely if like you know we're in our apartment we're talking i put in the implants but we have a party i'm like eh, i'm gonna sign or We'll just write things down or something because it's too much sound. It does reignite my interest in learning sign language, the movie. I feel like I'd have to move to a community because mm. I, I, can't, I can't pick up stuff unless I pretty much do what Riz's character did, yeah. which is just Immersive. dive in head yeah. first. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not, I don't have good commitment skills unless I'm completely in it. I had forgotten I had an ASL book. Dictionary? American ASL. Well, that's what ASL is. Oh. American Sign Language. Or what about white ASL? Remember we found, were you white the one that told ASL? me? Oh, that yeah. It was black ASL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. African-American ASL from, yeah. I forget what it, probably having something to do with racism. Then there's probably like Mexican, Can- Canadian. What? There's a lot of A, a? in the boot. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it, Canadians. Um, yeah, I had a couple ASL books in high school. Um, not much of it stuck really at all. So I don't know, but, um, tomatoes. Did you uh, already see? It was on no, the screen. I'm gonna okay. Say, I'm going to say uh, 89. That's what you give it or that's what you're guessing? That's what I'm guessing. Okay. What do you give it? Um, I'd say like 85. I say 98. Oh really? Yeah, oh, okay. I like this movie. Sorry, I've really bad. I just I I judge things very yes, you're, sparingly. You're, you're I, I would like critic. I would I don't know what I'd like to bump it up to, but Judas and the Black Messiah. I'd like to bump that up to eighties, but I don't know where. Okay. But. All right. Well, yeah. dun da Sound of Metal ninety six percent tomato meter, ninety one percent audience score. Nice. You're even below the audience score. That's fine. I'm. I. I just don't trust people that much. So I figured <laughs> people would be like, ah, I don't know, because I was going to ask you, like, did anybody from the deaf communities? You know, it's funny. I saw Marley Matlin on something. Marley, Mary, mm-hmm. Marley Matlin on something the other week, and it made me think. Oh, they should ask her about the sound of metal. Because I wonder. I would like to know people who um, have um, hearing loss what they think about the movie. I tried Googling that and I think it's all over the place because one thing said that people were upset about the movie because Mm -hmm. the lead actors were not deaf. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, like the sign, the sign guy and like Riz and and, and Joe, I forgot what his name was. Um, He's from the deaf community. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he feels... He's yeah, very he's, connected to right. it um, and, and felt a part of it. But they did, there was a lot of deaf people cast. So they, they did consult on like Sia's movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, I think if not all, the majority of the people in the community. Right. Home or whatever were, are deaf actors. Um, but yeah, the pro, like 
you know. Yeah. I think, you know, that's a that's always a hard thing because you're trying to sell tickets, you know, for one. But I feel like in this instance, it's about a person who had hearing and then lost Love hearing. Um, which obviously somebody who was deaf could have had hearing and lost hearing, but um that kind of like transition transition sweep, you know, I think makes the argument a little bit stronger. But yeah, I I don't know. I, I totally hear what people saying, you know. I when they recast um the black girl on Big Mouth, I wasn't really like on board for it. I was kinda like I'd rather you stop shooting unarmed black people than recast black people into roles of cartoon characters. But, you know, other people felt differently. So, but it does it to me like it's not that big of a deal. But, you know, obviously to some people that might be a problem. So it's understandable. But yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's yeah. the movie. That's the movie. Hey, we just saw a movie.com. Hey, we just saw a movie podcast at Gmail. <laughs> this is awful. People just turned it off. They were like Instagram. Be- same thing. Follow us on Instagram. Leave us a review. Subscribe. Support us on Patreon. Subscribe to things. For just a dollar an episode. Or a month. Yeah, it's a dollar a month. You can support the podcast. It makes us feel good in our tummies to know, like, oh, Ooh, there's people tummies. that are like people are putting their money where their mouth is like oh i like these people they're cool and if you hate us pay us to shut up <laughs> we we'll won't. do an all silent episode yeah we'll do that we'll just sit in our peace and not say anything so, so what? what's next josh do you I remember don't... what you picked this last movie oh i did yeah oh do wasn't it like a futuristic it's an old it's an oldie it's old movie not the money not pit right futuristic at all <laughs> What did I pick? I don't remember. Working. Nine oh, 95. Five. Dolly Parton, yep. America's sweetheart. Unless she ends up in a weird Cuomo situation where we're like, oh, she was trash the whole time. But she has, she's like almost 80. She would have proven that by now. She paid for the COVID vaccine. I know, but I'm just, you know, nowadays I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop on people on that, that everyone love. celebrates. Like, yeah. oh, Betty White was, was the reason that crack got brought into the inner city. Like, oh, oh no, no, Betty. You know, <laughs> she personally walked around She's the neighborhood throwing it throwing, from her car, throwing yeah, bags like, can- of crack. like parade candy. She's like, yeah, I'm not only the golden girl, but the snow girl. All right, well, I don't remember. I don't know how we ended up picking nine to five. I think, I think you, I, it was the whole said- Dolly Parton push, and they were talking oh, okay. about nine to five, and I was yeah. like, I've never seen this movie. That's true, yeah. And then you said we should start watching old movies. I don't know. Yeah, we should watch. So- and it's uh, uh, Women's Month. Not International Women's Month, but just <laughs> Women's, Women's Month. So I was yeah. like, hey, why not Dolly Parton? Everybody loves her. Don't know what this movie's about. It's about working nine to five. Come on. Nine. No, but there's got to be more. That's I mean, all the it is. They just a work. Boss that he's all tied up and the women are sitting there. They must take over the office. This is what I'm assuming. Like, the women take over. Once you let women in your workplace, they're going to try to take over. <laughs> That's they right. They don't want to work with you. Because who run the world? Birds. They kind of do. I'd say insects. Actually, microbes Mm, run the world. All right. Well, women run the world. I know. I think it's girls, right? It's girls in the song. But women. Okay. That's all. All right. Are you done talking? I'm done. (laughs) All right. So just just remember, I just got to shuffle a few things around, then I'll get the money.
He said something to that effect. I don't remember the quote. 